We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 25th, 2012, continuing on with this particular study um, regarding the abortion industry. just want to give some Bible verses that relate to this, the, that relate to the sanctity of life. Jeremiah 1.4 says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying to Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Mean, sanctified means to be made holy and set apart. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God does know the beginning from the end. He ordained Jeremiah before he even came out of the womb. He sanctified him and ordained him a prophet unto the nations. And before he formed him in the belly, he knew him. Well, what does that mean? That means that our, our soul and spirit must exist even prior to going in, like when conception happens. It must exist prior to that. Ever think about that? That's pretty. That's a pretty heavy-duty thought, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I remember I watched a show one time. It was, some, it was like way long ago. It was, it was some horror show, I think. It was about the end times, like before I, when I wasn't saved. And the, that concept of that, it was always, they always have the Catholic priests in there, you know. And they, they said that the, the holding place for these things was called the guff. The guff. And I never heard of that since then, but it, that concept, you know, which is very, very strange. But yeah, before he formed thee, so, God knows us before we're even conceived. That's an awesome thought. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Before ordained. Uh, Psalm 22.9 But thou art he that took me out of the womb, thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. So, God's responsible for all of that. Uh, Psalm 22.10, next verse. I was cast upon thee from the womb, thou art my God from my mother's belly. Thou art my God from my mother's belly? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Psalm 139.13-16. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. What? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. That's a pretty wow thing. (laughs) Now, again, real hard to be dogmatic about exactly what that means. But it says, my substance was not hid from me when I was... Now, this has to be before conception. It has to be. You don't, you don't get conceived in the lowest parts of the earth. Now, it doesn't mean hell. But at that particular time, and again, we've got, I've gotten into this in previous teachings, Abraham's bosom, also referred to as paradise, maybe where that's where that took place. I don't know. It can't be totally dogmatic. I would imagine that would be the most likely place that is being referenced here, because it sure isn't hell. Okay, but, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought, meaning wrought being made, in the lowest parts of the earth. Wow! 
That's pretty cool. Thine eyes did see my substance, meaning God's eyes saw my substance, saw me, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So again, this last verse implies that God knows us before we're ever even born. Knows us in detail before we're ever even born. And again, all the more proving that we nobody has any right to go and, and slaughter their baby. You know. The, and and, the, and the, the attitude that these people have in here, like the, particularly these witches that we'll get into interviewing, like, the, you know, the mother gives life and she has the right to take it away. No, she doesn't give life. God is who gives life. Who gave life to the mother? You know? Who lets her breathe one breath? She's dangling out over hell if she's unsaved. But no, 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 they act as though they're the giver of life. No, God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the giver of life. All things were made by him, and without him, meaning Jesus Christ, was not anything made that was made. John 1. So, you know, I love how they take credit for, for something that only God does. Going back to the main article... Sadly, most Americans don't even realize that large numbers of consumer products on our supermarket shelves contain certain ingredients that have been cultivated using aborted human fetal cell lines. And that's what we're going to get into now. So you're educated on this. As recently as May, and again, this should be something every single pulpit should be going over with their congregations. Oh, just preach the cross. I Listen, I understand that's the most important thing. Most, but this is important too. This is Satan's devices. People are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. They're bringing curses on themselves. And they don't even know they're doing it. As recently as May, Pepsi, that give us Pepsi and a lot of other products, ignored concerns and criticism from dozens of pro-life groups and tens of thousands of pro-life people who voiced their opposition to PepsiCo contracting the biotech company Simonex even after it was found to be testing their food additives using fetal cells from abortions. From my experience, most Christian religious organizations won't touch this type of information, which to me is so disgustingly sickening that they wouldn't... They wouldn't tell their congregations about this. What what do you think you're going to do? Offend somebody? Who cares? The truth is usually offensive. Man up. Get a backbone. Little babies are dying. That's okay. That's okay. You know, they're using these aborted fetal cell lines for taste taste enhancement purposes. That's okay, though. We don't want to tell anybody. We wouldn't want to offend anybody. We would rather offend God then offend the congregation. Well, the fear of man bringeth a snare. I mean, you know, I'm not coming down on every pastor out there. I'm just saying that this is important stuff. The company's key flavor programs focus on the discovery and the development of savory, sweet, and salt flavor ingredients that are intended to allow for the reduction of MSG, sugar, and salt in the food and beverage. See, they're doing it for our benefit. So they don't have to use as much 
MSG, monosodium glutamate, or sugar or salt. In the, so they're doing it for our health benefits, right? It couldn't be have anything to do with the Satanists that are essentially at the head of all these major, major corporations wanting to defile humanity and sear their consciences with hot irons and turn us all into a bunch of stinking reprobates that have no conscience about anything and bring curses on us. It would have nothing to do with that, I'm sure, from a Luciferic, Satanic, New World Order standpoint. No, it would have nothing to do with that, I'm sure. Nothing. You know, that would that wouldn't fulfill Satan's agenda at all. I'm, I'm trying I'm putting it that way so you see how obvious it is of what they are trying to do and what their motivation is to, to why to do this. Just have us bring curses on ourselves so we're totally ineffective for Christ. Or so that people can't even get saved because they're so blind with demons they can't even accept Jesus Christ. Nor would they want to. Or have their conscience so seared with a hot iron, nothing's going to bother them. That's the motivation to get you into hell. Or at bare minimum to make you totally ineffective for the Lord Jesus Christ so that you do nothing good on this planet. Or that all your efforts are cursed because you're doing all these things unknowingly. My children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, and I will be, and thou will be a priest to me no more, and I will also reject thy children. Hosea 4, 6, and 7, and 8, I believe. You gotta be careful what knowledge you're rejecting. And this isn't something I'm making up. I mean, this is well documented. They're admitting to this. This isn't my opinion. None of this has been my opinion. Everything I've went over today, I tried to stay away from my opinion. I, as far as facts go, I may comment on things from a biblical standpoint, but this is this is 100% carved in stone fact what they're doing. They're admitting to it. So, Seminex, this, this company that Pepsi has went into uh, league with, uh, is doing this for their flavor enhancement programs. And they're using isolated human taste receptors. We create proprietary taste receptor-based assay systems that provide a biochemical or electronic readout when a flavor ingredient interacts with, with its receptor. End of quote. Wow, that sounds so scientific. How could it be wicked or evil? That's exactly why they're doing it. They're doing it real nice and scientific and legal sounding, so you'll think nothing wicked could ever be associated with this devil e evil. I, 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 I really think you need to pray specifically for Pepsi and Cinemix, this wicked evil company doing this. God can, God can deal with them. You better believe he can. Those days are coming. Debbie Vintage of the pro-life group Children of God for Life explained, though, what they don't tell the public is that they are using HEK293, which is a human embryonic kidney cell from an electively aborted baby to produce those receptors, for these taste receptors. They could have easily chosen animal, insect, or other morally obtained human cells expressing the G protein for taste receptors. No, they had to go out of their way to use aborted babies. Isn't it funny? It just seems like these companies just go out of their way to put aborted baby parts or use aborted babies and all these different things that you have no clue about. Most people don't. Again, it would have nothing to do with them, with Satan wanting them to bring a curse on themselves, I'm sure. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. Innocent blood. 
You know, no, I'm sure it wouldn't. In August of 2010, PepsiCo entered into a four-year agreement with Cenomix for the development of an artificial high-potency sweetener for the PepsiCo beverages. Under the contract, PepsiCo is paying 30 million big ones to Cenomix for the research and future royalties on the PepsiCo products sold using Cenomix technology. I'm just going to flat out tell you, most of the products in the open market of, of the big companies that make products are wicked. Whether they've got horrific ingredient lists, which is like the norm, or garbage like this. When the pro-life group wrote companies requesting they, they use one of the several non-objectionable viable cell lines listed in their patents, Summonix did not respond. Why? Because they're spineless. PepsiCo did, however, respond and insisted that the use of research from Cenomix would produce, quote, great-tasting, low-calorie beverages, end of quote. Well, that's good enough for me. As long as I get great-tasting, low-calorie beverages, you know, what? what's the attitude here? Slaughter all the babies you want or whatever? That's, 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 that's PepsiCo's answer. To this, that's their pathetic, evil, wicked answer. They didn't care about the aborted babies using them. That that wasn't even addressed. All that matters is that, that it produces great tasting, lower calorie beverages. End of quote. The following products are manufactured using aborted fetal cell, this aborted fetal cell line research. Here, here's the following products. Pepsi beverages, all Pepsi soft drinks, Sierra Mist, Mug Root Beer and other soft drinks, No Fear beverages, one of my favorites, No Fear, yeah, right. You, you, you get dangled out, you, you get one, ten seconds in hell and tell me you don't fear, you know. Ocean Spray beverages, Ocean Spray, cranberries and, and all that stuff, they do it. Seattle's Best Coffee, Tazo's Beverages, AMP Energy Beverages, Aquafina Water, Aquafina Flavored Beverages, Double Shot Energy Beverages, Frappuccino Beverages. Now, this is all on my PDF. You can print this out um, for March 25th, 2012 on contendingfortruth.com. Okay. Um, Frappuccino Beverages, Lipton Tea, and other beverages. Propel Beverages, Sobe Beverages, Gatorade Beverages, Fiesta Miranda Beverages, Tropicana Juices and Beverages. That's a lot of, 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 of mainstream things right there. Also, Nestle Products, all their coffee creamers, and the Magi brand instant soups, bouillon cubes, ketchup, sauces, seasoning, instant noodles. Nestle makes a lot of stuff. Now, I don't know why they didn't list all of Nestle's products, because Nestle makes a lot of stuff. But they're only listing those two. I guess that's only where the... the re- but the thing is, the, here's the problem. If Nestle's using it in one thing, it makes me want to boycott everything. And I'm going to. I don't care what they make. If they're using it in one product, I have no desire, not that I buy a lot with Nestle in it, but I'm just saying, I mean, talk about, you know, they make all the chocolate bars, they make um, all kind of like the hot cocoa and all that stuff, 
If they're using it in one product, doesn't that make all the other product lines guilty as well that they're making? You don't want to support them financially, in other words, is what I mean. And then, good old Kraft. You know they always had your best interest at heart. Um, also, Kraft and Cadbury Adams products. Blackjack chewing gum, Bubbaloo bubblegum, Bubblicious bubblegum, Chiclets, Chlorets, Dentine, Freshen Up gum, Sour Cherry gum, Sour Apple gum, Stride, and Trident. Cadbury Adams candies. The Sour Cherry Blasters, Fruit Mania, Bassett's Licorice All Sorts, Maynard's Wine Gum, Wine Gum? This tastes like Merlot. Oh, this is Merlot flavor. Wow, it's a great vintage. I mean, what, what is that? Anyway, Swedish Fish, Swedish Berries, Juicy Squirts, I love these names, man. You can't get any better. Original Gummies, Fuzzy Peach, Sour Chillers, Sour Patch Kids, Mini Fruit Gums, other Cadbury Adams products, Certs Breath Mints, Hall's Cough Drops. Uh, Neo Cutis products. This company produces anti-wrinkle creams that contain cells from 14-week gestation aborted male babies. Following The following is a list of their creams, but we recommend a full boycott of Neo Kutis. I, I recommend full boycotts of any of these companies that I mentioned. <laughs> you know? One product that they would use this in, no. No way. Uh, there's only three products listed here. Biogel, not that it's... it's not that it's me. I'm trivializing. I'm just saying there's just three products. Biogel, Prevedem, Jorni, Bioserum, Lumerie, and Biorestorative Skin Cream. Now, and I've went over this before um, on previous occasions, but this is more of an updated list on vaccines developed from aborted fetal cell tissues. Okay? Vaccinations, which where the culturing medium was... An aborted fetal cell line. Now imagine getting something injected in your body that was cultivated essentially off, of, off an aborted baby. That's what these vaccines are. The pure wickedness. Okay? Here's the list. Proquad, which is an MMR chickenpox vaccine by Merck. Pentacil, which is a polio DTaP HIV from Sanofi Pasteur. Twinrix, which is a Hep A and B combo from GlaxoSmithKline. Uh, Zoda, Zostavox, which is a shingles vaccine from Merck. All of those are culted from aborted fetal cell. And I'm not, uh, obviously, you know how I feel about vaccines if you've been listening to me. <laughs> Pure wickedness from the pit of hell, okay? But, and again, just key in vaccinations in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com to understand where I'm coming from here. Uh, because I've done probably more teachings on vaccines than any other subject. Maybe other than the Catholic Church, I don't know. I don't know who's more wicked, the vaccination industry or the Catholic Church. It's kind of hard to say. Anyway, um, live vaccines against rubella. Again, these are all vaccines from aborted fetal cell lines. Merivax. These are vaccines against rubella. Merivax, Rudivax, Aravax. um, Also, then the combined measles and rubella. 
vaccination is MRVAX and Rudy Rovax. And then the combined vaccine against rubella mumps, Bivax. And then the combined MMR, meaning measles, mumps, rubella uh, vaccines are MMR2, Trimovax, and Priorvax. Now, in this PDF, I'm giving you more specifics about each one. Like what company makes and all this stuff. I'm not going to go over that. But just so you know the names. And, and again, this list, you can print it out. And uh, um, you can, uh, you know, if you want to print out, like if you get this PDF and you go to your printer and you're like, well, I don't want to print out the whole thing. Well, select the pages that you want to print. Like let's just say for argument's sake, this would be like six through nine or two through nine. And then go to properties on your printer, and then it'll it'll a lot of times or, or there's little sections where you can actually designate what pages you want to print. Okay, usually on the main page of your of your printer thing. Okay, and just key in six through nine, and it'll just print out those pages. That's why you're not wasting printer ink. So anyway, because that stuff's expensive. So other vaccines prepared using human aborted fetal cell lines. Uh, two vaccines against hepatitis A, which is, it's really not, it's V-A-Q-T-A by Merck and Havrix, or H-A-V-R-I-X. Those are hep A vaccines. And then one the one against chickenpox, Varivax, is also cultured off aborted babies. And then also the one against poliomyelitis, which is poliovax. One against rabies, emovax. And one against small bat pox, AM, ACAM 1000. Now, you can see that there's, there's a, a very uh, broad spectrum of these vaccines that are cultured from aborted babies. I'm, I'm probably missing some. This is more of an updated sheet, but I'm probably missing some. And there would be no way that you could possibly, growing up as a child, particularly in America, to avoid this. And again, what kind of potential... Spiritual implications are there for you getting a vaccination that's been cultured off of aborted fetal cell lines, getting that injected straight into your body. Not to mention all the other horrific ingredients in the vaccines that have all kind of horrific effects and is the total cause for Alzheimer's, or not Alzheimer's, uh, autism. Autism didn't exist before the modern day advent of vaccines. Many, many autoimmune diseases did not exist before that as well. You know, I mean... It's, it's really horrific stuff. Other medicines that, that are actually made with these aborted fetal cell lines are um, pomozyme, which is, a, which is a medicine for cystic fibrosis, and then Enbril, which is a medicine for rheumatoid arthritis. So that's, that's the information on that. Um, let me see where we're at on time here. Okay, let's go to the next article. Obama agency rules Pepsi's use of aborted fetal cell lines in soft drink constitutes ordinary business operations. So we're going to see how good old Obama, what he thinks about all this. And you know that if, it's, if it has to do with, with um, devil boy Obama, that it's good, he's going to always err on the side of righteousness, right? I mean, he always. I mean, he always does that. Uh, so the Obama administration has given its blessing to PepsiCo to continue utilizing the services of a company that produces flavor, flavor chemicals for the beverage giant using aborted human fetal cell tissue. He's going to give his satanic blessing. 
Well, he's like the satanic high priest over America. I mean, you know. LifeSiteNews.com reports that the Obama, the Obama Security and Exchange Commission, they added the Obama part in, has decided that PepsiCo's arrangement with San Diego, California-based Seminex, which produces flavor-enhanced chemicals for Pepsi using human embryonic kidney tissue, simply constitutes, quote, ordinary business operations. Sure, it's just ordinary business operations to use aborted babies in, in your uh, aborted fetal cell lines in your uh, normal business operations, you know. The issue began in 2011 when a nonprofit group called Children of God for Life first broke the news about Pepsi's alliance with Seminex, which led to a massive outcry and a worldwide boycott of Pepsi products. At that time, it was revealed that Pepsi had many other options at its disposal to produce flavor chemicals, which is what the competitors do, but it had, it had instead chosen to continue using aborted fetal cells, or as Seminex deceptively puts it, isolated human taste receptors. A few months later, Pepsi's shareholder filed a resolution petitioning the company to adopt a co- corporate policy that recognizes human rights and employs ethical standards which do not involve using the remains of aborted human beings in both private and collaborative research and development agreements. I mean, at least their shareholders had a conscience about this and said, no, 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 you need to adopt this, okay. But the Obama administration shut down the 36-page proposal deciding instead that Pepsi's use of aborted babies to flavor its beverage products is just business as usual and not a significant concern. What right did that devil from the pit of hell have to go in there and have anything to do with what Pepsi shareholders would propose? What what, what right does that devil have to get in there? I mean, talk about government interference. Why would Obama be so concerned that Pepsi had the right with this devil Seminex company to use to continue to use this disgusting satanic technology in their products? Why, why would he be so concerned? Well, because he is of his father the devil and of his works and of his lusts, he will do. He was a liar from the beginning. The Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. He's a great example of that. He's a great example of where the Bible talks about that he's a vessel of wrath, fitted, meaning prepared aforetime for God's destruction. People that would engage in this type of activity and have no conscience about it all, as far as I'm concerned, follow, follow, uh, fall under that category. Mo- I mean, I'll have to say 99% of them because I seriously doubt many of them are going to get saved. I mean, if you're that far gone where you see nothing wrong with this, your conscience has pretty much been seared with a hot iron. And I don't know how to get it unseared. I don't see a biblical remedy for getting your conscience unseared. I'm not saying God can't do it. I'm just saying I don't see a lot of biblical instances of that happening. So, I mean, the, the audacity of the Obama administration to come in and to shut down this 36-page proposal by the Pepsi uh, shareholders to adopt a corporate policy that recognizes human rights and employs ethical standards which do not involve the remains of of aborted human beings in both private and collaborative research and development agreements? I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I hope 
that those Pepsi shareholders got rid of all their stocks when this was shot down because, you know, it's not going to be good enough for God for, for God to say, well, God, we tried. We're going to still make money off, off our stocks through PepsiCo. We tried. No, no, that ain't good enough. You shouldn't have been with them anyway. They're a wicked company anyway, but I think the whole stock market's pretty wicked, but I don't see a lot of Bible for a lot of garbage that goes on there. But anyway, um, yeah, they shut down the whole the whole proposal. Well, again, what right did they have to interfere with something like that? It's a shareholder decision. It's not a President Obama decision. It just shows how wicked this this devil is. Okay, so continuing here um, with this article, we're not, uh, and this is a uh, quote from Debbie Vintage, the executive director of, um, I believe, the the pro-life movement thing that's against this. She says, we're not talking about what kind of pencils PepsiCo wants to use. We're talking about exploiting the remains of an aborted child for profit. Using human, human embryonic Kidney cells, HEK293 specifically, to produce flavor enhancers for their beverages is a far cry from routine operations. To be clear, the aborted fetal cell tissue used to make Pepsi's flavor chemicals does not end up in the final products sold to customers, according to reports. According to reports, though. Listen, uh, it sure does in those vaccinations that you get injected into you. So... Okay, they can say that all day long. But if you were Satan, wouldn't that be the same thing you would say? Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't ha- end up in anything of the actual what you actually ingest. No, of course not. I don't believe them. They're, they're proven, they're, they're unscrupulous, have no mo- morality at all, liars. Why would I believe anything they'd say? They're saying it is used to evaluate how actual human taste receptors respond to these chemical flavors. But the fact that Pepsi uses them at all, and all these other companies associated with them, but the fact that Pepsi uses them at all, when viable non-human alternatives are available, illustrates the company's blatant disregard for ethical and moral concerns in the matter. Back in January, Oklahoma Senator Ralph Shortney proposed legislation to ban the production of aborted fetal cell-derived flavor chemicals in his home state. If passed, SB 1418 would reportedly ban the sale of any products that contain flavor chemicals derived from human fetal tissue, which includes Pepsi products, as well as products produced by Kraft and Nestle. And there's more, there's other links you can click on if you want to know more about that. Now, let's round this out with an article... And the the um, it's entitled "Statements of a Practicing Abortion Clinic Owner and Witch." She says, "Now this is Patricia Baird Windle, founder and owner of Aware Women's Abortuary, meaning abortion clinic." This is her statement. She says, "You practice your religion, and let me practice mine. My religion is holy ritual child sacrifice." End of quote. And she owns an abortion clinic, and she's a witch. Why isn't this front page news? I got into this some in that teaching that I did, but I'm going to go into it more today. The, the teaching that I gave you the link for previously on the abortion industry called Massacre of Innocence. 
Connections between witchcraft and the abortion industry in America are legion. In researching this article, we we repeatedly came across incidences of witchcraft among abortion clinic employees and pro-abortion activists across the country. There are, in fact, a disproportionate number of practicing witches among abortion advocates. Now, this, this thing here that I'm talking about, this is like the cherry on top of the sundae. This is, this is your confirmation of a lot of what we've talked about today. About, well, is overt Satanism, is overt occultism actually interlinked in with all of this? Or is it just the love of money? No, it's both. It's both. So, going further, um, a revival of neo-paganism is brought with its revival of, is brought with this revival, a revival of human sacrifice, in the form of abortion. A brief study of cities where abortion on demand is prevalent reads like a metaphysical roadmap. In, In each inquiry, we did not have to dig for facts. Information on the relationship between witchcraft and the abortion industry was offered without little resistance. Here are four of the connections that have been uncovered. Okay, so the first one is in Melbourne, Florida. Now, the above quote that we said at the very start of the article by Patricia Baird Wendell was made at a Christmas party. How appropriate. Xmas, the birthday of the sun god, Tammuz. Anyway, uh, if you want to know more about that, just key in Christmas in the search box at contendingfortruth.com to understand it's totally pagan. Anyway, it was made at a Christmas party. Isn't it funny how these pagans have no problem celebrating Christmas? If it was really Christian, don't you think a witch would have a problem with it? Think about that. Let that one sink in a little bit. Oh no, they have no problem with it. They celebrate it more a lot of times. They go all out for these holidays. Why? Because they're all pagan. And they always were pagan. And they never were Christian. But the Catholic Church came along hundreds and hundreds of years ago and said, oh no, we're going to Christianize these pagan holidays to appease both our pagans and our pseudo-Christians that we have in our ranks. And that way, we can all be happy and totally deceived at the same time. So, the above comment was made at a Christmas party at a wear women's clinic, meaning a wear abortion clinic, in responding to the pro-life activists who keep up a regular presence at the clinic. Patricia claimed that her religion was holy ritual child sacrifice, quote. She also claimed to be a goddess. That's something they generally do as well. The remark was heard by at least two different Melbourne pro-lifers and was immediately recorded in writing. Wendell later denied making these comments. Um, On another occasion, she claimed that she did make them, but that they were just in jest. Oh yeah, I'm sure. A bumper sticker emblazing on the Wendell family vehicle claims, quote, the goddess is alive and magic is afoot. That's the end of the quote. That's the bumper sticker. Whenever you see a bumper sticker like that, you know that you're dealing with a pagan. Let's look at some facts. An employee at a Aware Women's um, uh, abortuary, Veronica Jordan, and a former employee, Rebecca Morris, are two of the six directors of the registered nonprofit religious corporation known as the Wiccan Religious Cooperative of Florida. Wiccan, white witchcraft. Okay, that's what Wiccans are. Okay, that word Wiccan means twisted or bent, which is, I think, pretty appropriate. Um, some of the so-called clinic defenders. Clinic defenders. They're, they're, they're defending the rights of these women to slaughter their children. Okay, They are practicing witches who make no pretension about the discussion of their involvement freely when they gather in front of the clinic. Some of the members are of the Church of the Iron Oak. 
a local Wiccan group. Isn't that funny how the Bible talks so much in the Old Testament about they that gather under the oaks and the groves and, and the things of that and how it's always associated with paganism and idolatry and bowing down to pagan gods and they talk about the oaks? Yeah, well, it's the same same today as it was then. Patricia Wendell's daughter-in-law, Ronnie, also a clinic employee. I can see the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree in this case. Near the time... Um, that the WRCF was founded, had in her possession a book entitled The Sacrament of Abortion. The book was authored by Gannette Paris, a witch in Canada, and presents abortion as a, quote, sacred act. This book calls abortion a, quote, sacrifice to Artemis, which is just another fallen angel that they worship, a sacrifice to Artemis who refuses to give life if the gift is not pure. So in other words, if a woman goes in there and aborts her baby, that means that evidently her baby wasn't pure, so Artemis was never going to grant life. Like Artemis ever had anything to do with granting, the only thing Artemis can give you is death and hell. That's it. It's like Satan. He can't give you life. He can only give hell. And death. So I I love how these devils twist words, twist scripture to their own liking to justify whatever they're going to do. As Gannett Paris writes, quote, abortion is about love, life, and death. Love and life? I mean, it just shows you how darkened and how sick their minds are. I mean, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Woe unto them that justify the wicked and condemneth the just. That's what they're doing. Since its publication, the book has been... I found this book online. It's You can buy it on stinking Amazon. It has been widely used in abortion clinics in Canada. Well, it's like, a, I guess, a, the you know, they give them out. And, and in France, has been long given by some doctors to each and every woman who had the procedure, along with painkillers. That way, they would be more appeased... By killing their baby, they wouldn't feel as bad. And then it would also indoctrinate them into witchcraft. They're killing two birds with one stone. Get an abortion, it's a witchcraft recruiting tool as well. And who knows what kind of curse you're bringing on yourself when you give an abortion. And how you might be searing your conscience with a hot iron, potentially not everybody, but a lot of people. And then maybe, you know, maybe that's the straw that broke the camel's back. And that person will never get saved. There's a line that you can cross where, I mean, the Spirit of God's not always going to strive with man forever. And we just don't have infinite amount of opportunities to get saved. If the Holy Spirit isn't there to draw you, you don't get saved. There's been many people that have been on deathbeds where they wanted to get saved. They wanted to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. They wanted, But they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They had rejected Him before. And it was impossible for them. The Holy Spirit was not there to draw them. But we don't see as many instances of that anymore because of the modern day advent of the of the pain drugs and they get you into this coma-like state when you pass away and you don't see it. But in older times, a lot of that was very prevalent. There's a lot of books actually written on that. The difference between saved people and unsaved people at the time of death. You know, that's where the rubber meets the road there. I mean, that issue. So... 
Paris, this Gwyneth Paris elaborates, this witch who wrote the book, she says, it's morally acceptable that a woman who gives life may also destroy life. You sick witch. Why? Because you say so, Satan? Because Satan's just talking right through you. It's morally acceptable who get God gives life. You don't give nothing. If God didn't give you life, if he didn't give you your next breath, you'd be in hell. And yet they have the audacity to say, it's the woman that gives life. So she can also destroy. And then this witch goes on in the next sentence to say, whoever kills a fetus commits a murder. So it's almost like, okay, you said it's morally acceptable that the woman who gives life may also destroy life. And then she says, whoever kills a fetus commits murder. So evidently that's okay. Murder is okay. I'm surprised that that witch would admit that. But then she goes on to say, it's not immoral to choose abortion. It's simply another kind of morality. A pagan one. See, whenever a woman gets an abortion, it's pure witchcraft. It is paganism. It is child sacrifice. Now, I'm not coming down on any of my listeners that might have had abortions in the past. I believe that the Lord can forgive you for those things. You know, you ask forgiveness, you repent of it. I'm not trying to like put people on guilt trips. I'm talking about the people that do this, justify it, and are proud of it. And want to encourage other people to do it. They have been turned over to a reprobate mind. Their consciences are seared with a hot iron. And they not only do those things which are wicked, but they take pleasure in them that do them. As the Bible talks about at the end of Romans 1. Just read Romans 1. Particularly the last half of it. Reminds me a lot of this. So it's not immoral to choose an abortion. It's simply another kind of morality. This woman should be a, a, like a satanic lawyer or something. The way these devils twist words. Obviously, everyone has a right to choose his or her religious beliefs. But what if mine are pagan? One can occasionally resort to an abortion when it is necessary to sacrifice the fetus to a higher cause. Do you believe this garbage? Sacrifice the fetus? And they always refer to it as a fetus, not as a baby. Because a fetus sounds so much more impersonal. Oh, it's just a glob of tissue. Whereas the Bible says, Before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. To Jeremiah, we said those verses. It's, it's necessary, whenever it's necessary, to sacrifice the fetus to a higher cause. May their own tongues fall upon themselves, as the Bible talks about in Psalm 64. May their own wicked, forked tongues fall upon themselves, that they are not able to destroy any more innocent babies. What's more merciful? That these wicked devils continue to live and continue to be able to kill and slaughter innocent babies? Or would it be better that God judge them that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider God's doing. What's more merciful? 
Should we bless them in their wickedness? Oh, bless them, God. Bless them in their wickedness. Bless them in their efforts to kill little babies. No, that's not what it talks about when Jesus Christ said, bless them that curse you. That's not what it's talking about. We don't bless somebody in their wickedness and, and, and enable them to do more wickedness. That, obviously, that's not what Jesus Christ was talking about there. The fi- highest blessing you could pray for somebody is that their soul be saved. I mean, think about it. What, what more? I mean, what, and whatever it takes for that soul to be saved, then please, Lord, do that. If you have to hang them out over hell for a day in order to get their attention, is that more merciful than having them go to hell for eternity? So, again, I, I think you have to have those verses in perspective. If it be possible, I pray their souls be saved. Somebody like this, you know, it'd be very hard to believe this person could possibly ever get saved, but. I'm not going to say that I'm not God, so I don't know. I don't know. But it, it does appear that their conscience has been sealed with a hot iron. But then there's been others that, that, that I've seen, supposedly, that were saved that were really, 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 really bad as well. So that's, that's God's business. I pray if it be possible, their souls be saved. I really do. But if they're just going to continue in wickedness and destroy innocent life, and defile humanity, and work wickedness, what's more merciful for God to do? Would it be more merciful for God to take them out now? That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God? Or let them live on this world and, and, and let them propagate evil? Just something to think about. So, one can occasionally resort to abortion when it is necessary to sacrifice the fetus to a higher cause. Abortion as a sacrifice to Artemis, abortion as a sacrament, like the the Catholics have the seven sacraments they keep, abortion to them is a sacrament, it's part of their religion. It's probably part of the way they believe they earn their way to whatever they think they're going to get in the afterlife. Maybe they'll have a higher position in hell, they think, I don't know. And then, abortion as a sacrifice to Artemis... Abortion is a sacrament for the gift of life to remain pure. Every single thing out of this sick, twisted witch's mouth is a lie. A satanic lie from the pit of hell. And I pray to God her and all her ilk be exposed for the devils that they are and that God rain down his fury on them if they would not repent of this wickedness. Because there's no greater wickedness than killing a little innocent baby, particularly in the womb. How much more helpless can you possibly be? And they see no problem with it at all. They see it as holy. They see it as part of their religion. And they can profit off it. Wow, they're killing two birds with one stone. They can serve their god, Artemis, Satan, Lilith, Moloch, Chemosh, whatever they want to call them, and make money. If that's not sick and twisted, I don't know what is. The justification is unbelievable. Zechariah 12.1 says, The burden of the Lord, word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretches stretcheth forth the heavens, and layeth the foundations of the earth, and formeth the spirit of man within him. God's the one that forms the spirit of man within him. It's not like the woman gives life. It's like they give life, what, apart from God? Apart from God who created the universe? Created you? (laughs) All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made, in reference to Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 
18, 9, and 10. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found any among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. This is an abomination of the heathen. Okay, This is beyond idolatry. Okay, God says you don't do this. You don't kill your son or your daughter. The context of passing through the fire indicates the sacrificing of a child. For particular, for the particular purpose of determining or discerning the course of events or trying to gain something desired. This probably was the motivation behind the Moabite king's sacrifice of his own son in 2 Kings 3.26 and 27. It's pretty bad when you're sacrificing your own son. 2 Kings 16.3 records King Ahaz sacrificing his son in this way. Quote, indeed he made some... Indeed, he made his son pass through the fire. No doubt he thought that such a sacrifice would appease some pagan god. His grandson, King Manasseh, sacrificed his sons two generations later in 2 Kings 21.6 and 2 Chronicles 33.6. 2 Kings 23.10 reveals that it was mainly the pagan god Molech who required this awful sacrifice. But other false gods apparently also demanded it as well. See 2 Kings 1731 and Jeremiah 195. Having your son or daughter pass through the fire is another way of saying child sacrifice. Then it was typically done openly to the false god Molech to secure a financial blessing. The Phoenicians and Carthaginians uh, sacrificed their children to the false god Kronos in the times of grave national danger or calamity. Whereas now it is done in secret while the baby is still in the womb to the equally false god of self. See, now it's like you don't go in an abortion clinic and say, okay, what pagan deity are you sacrificing this baby to? Oh no, it's in this nice clinical setting. They got their nice white lab coats on and they're all dressed up. It looks real professional. But now it's the, the primary sacrifice now is to the god of self. Now it's called abortion. If anyone... Now, if anyone has ever had an abortion, this many times was also done to secure a perceived financial blessing of not having another mouth to feed or to take care of. If you think about it, practically every sin that any of us ever commits is really rooted in self-centeredness. Now, in the Bible, it is apparent by examining scriptures that child sacrifice is one of, if not the most, grievous sin in God's eyes, and that it usually precedes severe judgment from God. This is not my opinion, as the word of God is full of stories relating to God's severe wrath being brought about on by this sin. It is a world where sin abounds. In a world where sin abounds, it's only a matter of time before God's judgment will fall. This is not even taking into account the many other sins that time restrains me from mentioning. Now, at the time of this writing of this particular article, abortions worldwide. Number of abortions per year worldwide recorded. Now, this is, who knows, it might be double, triple this. Approximately 46 million abortions worldwide per year. Now, this everyone think, think about Roe versus Wade. I don't know what it would be. 45, 50 million abortions in America since Roe versus Wade. Yeah, but there's 46 million. That's probably way higher every year alone worldwide. Are the other babies any less important in God's eyes? So let's just say 50 million. What about the women using birth control? Okay. Contraceptives. 
And I don't mean condoms. I'm talking birth control literally can act as an abortifactant. Or the morning after pill, which literally aborts the baby after you're pregnant. Birth control aborts the baby, can abort the baby in different ways, but the main way is it, 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 allow, it does not allow, it interferes with the lining of the uterus. The lining of the uterus has to be a certain way for the proper implementa- implantation of the fertilized egg. Now, if there's a fertilized egg coming down the fallopian tube from the ovary, okay, and it gets to the uterus, and the uterus isn't of the right um, terrain, the fertilized egg cannot implant and it aborts. It has to have the right terrain to grow. That's how contraception works. One of the ways it does work. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways it works. So if you've been on birth control for a long time, okay, patch, pill, whatever you want to call it, they all they do work that way, you could have potentially aborted who knows how many babies. And you don't even know about it. But you know who does know about it? Satan and God. I believe Satan knows, and I believe God knows. So I'm just I'm telling you that, not because I'm trying to come down on anybody, but because I don't want you to bring a curse on yourself, because you need to be made aware of these things, because I don't want you to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't want you to bring a curse on yourself. I don't want you to kill life. A lot of different reasons. Okay, the Bible says in Galatians 4.16, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I did a whole teaching on contraception. Okay, Now obviously, there's not all contraception works that way. But in particular, the pill, the patch, the IUD, another one, big, big, bad, that's totally interferes with implantation in the uterus. That's the only way it works. Obviously, the morning after pill. Those all are, are abortions in Gaza. So who knows what the real number is here? It could be 200 million people every year. It could be way more than that. I don't even know what the actual numbers could be. All that innocent blood crying out from the land? Whew, I can't even imagine. I mean, you reap what you sow. As a, as a world society, we're going to reap what we sow. What's God's judgment going to be like on that? I can't even comprehend it. None of us can. Whew. Number of abortions per day, if you just break down the 46 million, 126,000 aborted babies per day. And I would guarantee you that's beyond conservative. If you take into account all of the other factors that I just mentioned. A lot of the abortions aren't recorded. Okay? A lot of them aren't even recorded. Then you take into the whole thing. IUD, pill, patch, morning after. What about those? What about, you know? Only God has an accurate count. Only God knows. But on planet Earth, is there anything more grievous going on right now in God's eyes than that? I doubt it. The overwhelming majority of abortions, 95%, as recorded by statistics, are are done as a means of birth control. It's just birth control. I've known women in way in times past casually that just used abortions like 
Oh, I got pregnant. I went and got an abortion. That's how that was their means of birth control. They didn't use the pill or the patch or anything. No, they just got abortions whenever they got pregnant. That was their solution. That way they didn't have to take anything. Now they got the, the morning after pill. So you can just take that and not even have to go into the clinic. I mean, it's bad. Abortions on average, worldwide, the average lifetime average of abortion is about one per woman. I guarantee you, if you take into account all the other factors I mentioned, that figure would be double, triple, or quadruple. Who knows? Only God does. Because, obviously, a woman doesn't know if they had a fertilized egg that couldn't implant into the uterus from... The pill patch, well, IUD wouldn't know. Pill patch, or whatever. A woman wouldn't know if that abortion even occurred. Destroyed for lack of knowledge. Jeremiah 7.30 says, For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, saith the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which is called by my name to pollute it. And they built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire. Now, this is what it's going to come back to. I believe that. Right now, it's all done legal-like, and, and, and all it's all palatable, and it's all considered a woman's right to choose. But you know what? It's going to come back to this. I really believe that. As things get more wicked and more evil, and I'm, I, yeah, granted, this is done This is done worldwide right now through satanic COVID, but it's not done out in the open. But it's going to come back to this. As things get more wicked and evil... They burned their sons and the daughters in the fire. They had the image of Moloch with its, with its arms kind of like in a 90 degree angle with its arms outstretched. And they would, hot, they would heat up this fire, this really, really hot fire with probably something like coal where the hands would get white hot. And the arms were angled slightly up. And you would take your little baby, your little girl or your little boy, and you would put that on the white hot hands of Moloch, and it would roll, and it had a it had a hole in its belly where there was also coals in the belly, and it would literally, from the angle of the hands, it would roll into the belly of Moloch, and the baby would be incinerated. And that's why they would beat the drums and do all this other stuff because the 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 unbelievable cries of agony of these little helpless babies. They wanted to drown that out so they couldn't hear that. I, I, I don't I can't comprehend it. I just can't even possibly comprehend that. But that's what they did. That's what went on here in the high places of Tophet in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire. It's coming back to that. Which I commanded them not, neither came it into my heart. Meaning God said, I never told them to do that. Didn't even come into my heart to, to do this. What are these devils doing? Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they shall bury in Tophet till there be no place. The very people that were burning their sons and daughters in Tophet, in other words, are going to be the very ones that are in this in this very same valley is a slaughter. And they're going to be buried there. Till there be no more place for them to bury them. There are going to be so many bodies. This is, this is the end cause of God's judgment on child sacrifice. That's why I'm reading these verses. And the carcasses of this people shall be meat for the fowls of heaven. Like the buzzards. And for the beasts of the earth. And none shall fray them away. 
Now, back then, more so than I think now, that was a really big deal. Like, if your body was defiled after you died, like, you know, if the birds ate it and the beasts of the earth, that was like the worst thing, you know. Then will I cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of myrrh and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. See, when you do this, you bring a curse on the land, innocent blood cries out from the land, and then the land becomes desolate, which is probably where America is going to end up and a lot of other places. Could that have anything to do with the mass population reduction that the New World Order has been planning for, where they want to reduce world population to 500 million, and and then that's their first commandment of their Ten Commandments that they have? Did you know the New World Order had their own Ten Commandments? First commandment, reduce world population to 500 million, which is a, you know, probably you're looking around 93% reduction, 92% reduction of current world levels. Around there? That's a lot of people. Ultimately, that's up to God to decide if that happens. But he would be totally justified if that were to happen. Just based on this one subject alone that we're talking about today. You see how merciful the Lord Jesus Christ is? Father God? You talk about merciful. It's, it's, his mercy is incomprehensible. But, the mercy has an end. And when God's mercy ends, his judgment begins. That's what I see from these these scriptures. For the land shall be desolate. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? Now this is Genesis 4.9. And he said, I know not, am I thy brother's keeper? He's smart mouthing off to God. (laughs) Man. Woo. Yeah, not something you want to do. He's smart Alec and God. And he said, what hast thou done? I mean, obviously God knew, but he wants him to admit it. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. See, that's what happened, and that was the first innocent human ever killed on planet Earth, Abel. And God could hear his innocent blood crying out from the ground. What about the literally billions of aborted babies that have been slaughtered in the last hundred years alone. Billions. Because if you go all the way back and you take all those statistics I gave you, and there's no way we could possibly record them, only God knows the real tally. I believe that, like right now in heaven, of course, I understand God's outside of time, but... There's like a counter. Sometimes, I mean, he's got to know how many aborted innocent babies are, are being slaughtered all the time. There's got to be some limit, some cap on that where he's like, okay, enough's enough. No more. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start judging now as a result of this wickedness. He has to judge wickedness. If it's not repented of, and it sure ain't going to happen on a global scale... On an individual scale is another deal. Global scale, obviously not going to happen. No Bible for it at all. No Bible for, oh, we're going into some utopia. And we're going to get so good that God's going to have to come back and rule and reign on this planet. We're not going to have to go through Revelation. Revelation is going to be done away with. They're told seven-year tribulation. That's, that's, that's nonsense. That's what the Dominionists believe. They're so deluded. 
I mean, this one teaching alone hopefully would convince a dominionist that there's big, big problems here. <laughs> why? Why God's just not going to come back and, and, you know, wink at all this evil. Mean, wink meaning ignore it and, oh, act as though it's no big deal. Not going to happen. So the voice of thy brother's blood crieth out to me from the ground, and now art thou cursed from the earth, he's talking to Cain, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. So this implies that when you slay an innocent person, their blood cries out from the land, and you bring a curse on yourself. Which would apply to anyone that would get an abortion, or anyone that would coerce a person to get an abortion. Like the dad, or the mom or dad, or whoever. So don't think they're exempt either. I mean, there's your biblical reference to bringing a curse on yourself. Right there. Right there. So if you wanted scripture for that, there, there it is. And again, I'm not doing that to be mean. I'm just saying, you know, this is, this is real. And it was one of the, I mean, this was only Genesis 4. We're only four chapters into the Bible. And the God's already talking about this. Matthew 18.6. Jesus Christ said, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. That's how God feels about, you know, destroying little children and little babies and innocent little innocent babies and, and little boys and girls. That's how God feels about it. So going back to this main article here, um, in March of 1994, pro-lifers from Chicago's north side encountered a band of about a dozen witches who demonstrated in front of a church during a pro-life rally. Militant homosexual activists from ACT UP, isn't that, isn't that nice? ACT UP, like they're these devil uh, queers that are that are uh, they're acting up you know and from queer nation that's what they call them so queer nation they led the protest so you had witches demonstrating in front of a pro-life rally and then you had militant homosexuals from act up and queer nation who also led the protest isn't that funny how you've got the homosexuals and the witches bonding and, and coming in together in unity I, I, mean, I mean sure there's no correlation there there's no correlation regarding wickedness between the two. So, I, I mean, it's just really amazing how, you know, they would yoke up together. <laughs> Ralph Ruggiero, a member of Armitage Baptist Church, describes the incident. Quote, first, they circulated, meaning they, these uh, homos- militant homosexuals and witches, they circulated lighthearted propaganda in the neighborhood concerning what they were going to do in protesting our church, which had been very active in the pro-life movement. I observed these militant groups that were actually doing witchcraft outside. They had little dolls with names on them. One of the dolls was named Randall Terry, and another one was named Tim Murphy. Obviously people in their church. They were sticking pins in them saying incantations. Now, you may say, oh, this is ridiculous. Voodoo, which is what they're doing, is a very high form of witchcraft. Very powerful. Very powerful. I have encountered and dealt with voodoo firsthand. I've had death curses put on me by high-level voodoo. They're called. He was called a priest of a high priest of Vudan. The guy was trying to kill me personally and take me out specifically. 
And every witch doctor from Fort Myers all the way over to Miami knew about it from what I was told. I'm, I'm flat out telling you, I am not lying as God is my witness. They tried to kill me. I know all about voodoo. I've had them do the white voodoo witchcraft powder to try to kill me. I've had them put curses on me. They buried a bottle on our property that God led me to find. It was a bottle of Haitian rum that was sealed. If you you want to hear the whole thing, just key in that supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I'll tell you the whole thing. All it ever did is strengthen my faith. And ultimately, they were totally defeated and nothing happened to me. I wasn't intimidated at all by it. Because I know God's greater. Not because I'm so big and bad and tough, but because the Lord Jesus Christ is way greater. I I tell you, man, if I was someplace and they were doing that witchcraft ceremony, oh, man, it would be on. (laughs) Oh, man, that gets me fired up. Not because I'm going to go violently confront them. But we're going to see who's God's bigger. We're going to see who's God's bigger. That's like, I mean, but see, again, it's it's going to come down to this, where it's going to be done out and open. It's going to be literally evil against good out in the open, and we're going to see who's God's bigger. That's the days we're moving into. I kind of, in some ways, I kind of look forward to it, because to me it's more real. This fantasy world that we tend to live in now, where everybody's on their best behavior, in a way, because it hasn't gotten really bad yet. It's coming back to this, what I said. Open child sacrifice. Witchcraft done in the streets, openly. And you're going to have to have the faith to believe that you can confront this stuff head on. I'm not saying everybody's called to that exact thing, to like to go out and literally confront those types of... I know that I am, though. I know that I know that I know that I am. I've done it many times, and again, just key on the supernatural, and it ain't because I'm so big and bad and I think I'm special or whatever. If I got what I deserved, I'd get death and hell. That's, that's what I think about myself. Oh, what a wretch of a man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death, as the Bible talks about in Romans? Okay, That's what I think about me. I don't even know why God would bother with me. I really don't. But this type of stuff is what it's going to come down to, right out in the open in the streets. It says, they were sticking pins in them and saying incantations. They were in a circle with a witch in the middle. She was wearing a hat that plainly said witch on it. Well, I guess she wasn't really trying to, you know, hide. Um, Then they would scream and ring bells and beat drums. Just flat out, flat out in the open witchcraft. What they need, I don't know what the church did, but what they needed to do is get on their knees right then. And pray specifically and literally against that. And see who comes out victorious. But now the thing is, you've got to have the faith to believe that your God can defeat that. That your God's bigger than that. I mean, if you go, if that scares you, and oh, then, you know, don't even try to confront it. <laughs> but you need to pray for more faith. It's a literal, real war. And I kind of like this because they're they're right out in the open. I kind of like it because hey, you're right out in the open. You're 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 not even trying to hide who you are, Mrs. Witch or Warlock or whatever you think you you, you profess to be. Good. Let's get it right out in the open. Let's let's not. 
pretend anymore. And I'm telling you, those days are coming and I believe they're coming soon. But imagine how much glory God can get if he mightily delivered or he mightily acted in a particular situation like that because the people had the faith to believe that God was going to do it. And God worked in this, and maybe many people, maybe a whole bunch of witches got saved. How awesome would that be? <laughs> because they saw God's power. They saw that their God really had no power. <laughs> they saw that their God was totally subject to the real God of the universe. Imagine how many people would get saved. All men would see and fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright and haunt were glory. Yes, those days are coming. Praise the Lord. God's going to get the glory. That's my, that's my main goal. People getting saved and God getting the glory. The Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, I'll share my glory with no man. They ain't saying about me getting glory. Or anything. I, I want him to get the glory. I want Father God. I want Jesus Christ to get the glory. I don't, I don't, no man needs to get God's glory. He's the only one that can inter, intervene in a situation like this anyway. According to Ruggiero, the incident was recorded on the videotape in their church. The existence of witch covens in Chicago is confirmed by literature circulated in the area which advertises their meetings. Ruggiero believes that witchcraft is the religion of many pro-abortion activists in Chicago. Yeah, you're right. And I just want this to be mainstream, common knowledge, as it should be. Instead of them hiding behind this sanctimonious veneer of, of it being a woman's choice and that they're so with it and they're so much better than us. Christians who don't believe in killing their babies. Whatever lies they try to behind, hide behind. Uh, he said, these are the same people I see in front of the abortion clinics, meaning the witches, all the time. One particular person came out and said, my religion demands that we have innocent blood child sacrifice. Your religion demands that. So you really are a pretty high level... I mean, you're definitely into black witchcraft at that point. So your religion demands you have innocent blood child sacrifice. Well, what right do you have to impose your will on an innocent child? It's one thing if you want to slit your own throat and use your own blood for, for a thing. But what right do you have to impose your will on a little innocent baby, you devil? I don't care what your religion is. It's evil for the pit of hell. Joyce Rogario concurs with her husband, quote, a woman named Sonny is a witch who first appeared at our church in 1992 when she buried an effigy of Randall Terry. Evidently, it's one of the guys of their main people. This time they had curses written on eggs. Sonny is part of a group called Sister Serpents. Nice. Subtle. You know, not too pretentious, but to the point. Sister serpents, they were passing out tracts, satanic tracts, to Christians telling them they could renounce Jesus with a prayer to Satan. I never heard of tracts like that. But, you know, in some ways, I, I, I like this story because they're not trying to hide it. They're right out in the open. Lay your cards on the table. Quit being liars and deceivers. Tell me you're worshiping Satan. Show me. Be out in the open with it. And we'll see whose God prevails. We'll see. 
Man, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. That should get you fired up. That's that's where the rubber meets the road. That's real. I mean, they're really right out there laying it all down. Here's what we do. Here's who we worship. Putting curses on people right in front of everyone. (laughs) I've done several teachings on witchcraft. I give you the links to those teachings. One is witchcraft, the emerging one world religion. The next one is the, the deceptive lure, allure of witchcraft, new age and near death experiences. That's a whole lie from the pit of hell too. Most of the time, the near death experiences, not all, but the modern day uh, portrayal of near death experiences. Then another one, witchcraft practices biblically exposed and defined. If you want to know all what are the witchcraft practices in the Bible, okay, I do that there. And then the last one, biblically exposing and fighting New Age witchcraft. Now, I've done many more, but those are dedicated teachings on that. Next story is, um, and the last one is out Birmingham, Alabama. Diane Durzes, owner and operator of the Birmingham Summit House Abortuary, abortion clinic, a century-old five-story house which reputedly is the former property of a witch. Well, it's the former and the current property of a witch, as you'll see. The home has at least three gravestones in the front yard. That's always a good sign when you're on a a burial ground. I mean, that's always a good place to live. Uh, The back porch is decorated with witchcraft paraphernalia associated with the worship of the goddess Diana. Uh, Durz's home is close to the summit of a mountain which displays Birmingham's huge iron statue of Vulcan, the Roman god of the underworld. Uh, also, Dr. Spock's home planet, Vulcan. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Diane Durz's, a practicing witch who worships Diana and sees abortion as a holy ritual, she spoke with... Um, uh, we spoke with Diane at her house, and now this is the anti... Uh, this is the pro-life group. We spoke with Diane at her house at the summit of the mountain of Birmingham. She denied that she had any connection to Wicca. <laughs> now, they, they, these are the ones I love. I mean, they got all this witchcraft paraphernalia. They live on a graveyard. They own an abortion clinic. They, they live near the mountain where the, this huge statue of Vulcan, the Roman god of the underworld. Their, their back porch is decorated with witchcraft paraphernalia associated with the worship of Diana. But no, no, no. I, I have nothing to do with witchcraft. With Wicca. Unbelievable. Come on. Be like those other witches. Man up. Come out and say it. You should, why aren't you proud of it? And then she said, whoever told you that is filling your head with nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, I got two eyes in my head though, lady. So, sorry. That doesn't quite cut it. Uh, when we approached Diane again for photos, she brazenly posed for us in front of the Summit House abortion clinic, but then filed a complaint with an on-duty police officer claiming that we had been stalking her. This this woman's a real cowardly uh, little devil, I tell you. Birmingham police, uh, police then dismissed the possibility after a few minutes of questioning us. And then the last example is Huntsville, Alabama. A 35-year-old woman was arrested and charged with murdering a well-known pro-life minister. Police were held at bay by Ellen Orzik Janizik, the killer, for six hours while she held a pistol and read aloud passages from Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. (laughs) Wow, she's got all her cards on the table. Um, The minister she murdered was a 51-year-old Jerry Simon co-hosted with his wife a daily radio program and was active in the local pro-life movement. 
The murder took place last year in the midst of a media publicity about anti-abortion violence after the killing of abortionist David Gunn. While Gunn's murder was publicized by the media, pro-life advocate Simon's death went largely unnoticed. That's how it always goes. One, one homosexual guy gets supposedly beat up by a Christian, or, or somebody that whatever, even doesn't have to be a Christian, or somebody claiming to be one. Or one abortion provider that's probably killed, you know, five, six thousand, maybe a hundred thousand, who knows, babies. They get killed. That's front page, that's, that's front page news for months. It's always the Christian's fault. But a Christian gets killed, or beat up, or whatever. No, no, that's, who cares, you know. Well, that's just how satanic the media is and how biased they are. So there's a link to this whole article that I gave you here. And uh, that's all we have for today. I'm totally over on my time, so I'll close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that um, you would take this information, Lord. And I just pray, God, you spread it far and wide. Wherever, wherever your truth is, Lord God, Whatever truth that you want to get out, I just pray, God, that you propagate that truth and it be done for your glory and that many souls would be saved and that great fear would fall upon the body of Christ and against your enemies, Lord God, and that for these witches and these warlocks and these high-level occultists, those that can be saved, God, I pray to God you would save their soul, Father God, for it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. I pray if it be possible, their souls be saved, Lord. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form as we forgive those who have sinned against us that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us and that your name would be glorified through uh, my listeners, through the body of Christ, through this ministry, Lord God, and that many would be saved as a result of your efforts through us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.